Welcome to Vibe with Love, the podcast that has the intention of delivering pure love and understanding in life's journey. All of this to support personal growth, development, and healing. My name is Sharon, and I am your host of Vibe with Love. I am a Reiki master. I practice Kundalini Reiki, Crystal Reiki. I am an intuitive, an empath, a kick-ass businesswoman, a mother, a daughter, a lover, a friend. All of this good stuff brought to you with so much love. I thank you so much for tuning in again to this fifth episode of my life's journey, this, this first series of ours. And I've started this podcast delivering my own journey, my own stories for connection and truth and understanding. Although sometimes it's hard and it can be very vulnerable, I understand that it is the need of all of us to be given truth, to be able to relate and to connect to truth. And again, what better way of doing that than to share our own journeys without judgment. In our last episode, I had left us off with the birth of my daughter. I would love to recap this past episode just a little bit, just to make sure that we are grounded in understanding of the spiritual growth and learning that I had during that time. See, I talked about during our my engagement that I was really happy, sort of, because I knew that there was something going on. There was something that was nagging at me that wasn't that wasn't right. I said I didn't trust. I didn't trust fully. That could be connected from my past, absolutely. It could be connected from the experiences that I had, but there was definitely something else that was going on. I did find out that my husband-to-be, at the time, had been engaged to somebody previous to meeting me. Now, this engagement had just broken not long before he met me. And this woman that he was engaged to, ethnically, we were the same, so we kind of looked alike. And a lot of people felt and said that I was the replacement for her that it wasn't true love, that he didn't really love me. I was just the replacement of this other person. So here I was, I came along and I was excited and I was happy, but I, again, didn't feel good enough. (laughs) Didn't feel like I was the one. So I did everything I could to be that one, to prove that I was the better woman, to prove that I was the one that he was supposed to be with to begin with. And now we have this beautiful girl and But internally, I knew, I still knew, I I felt something wasn't right. And I was searching. So I wanted to go back to church. I wanted to baptize my daughter. And my husband was not a religious man. So we found a church uh, from some friends that lived near us, a Presbyterian church, Good Shepherd Presbyterian church. And I started to attend that church with Isabel. And that is where she was baptized. Although there wasn't a strong connection and we didn't go often. There was still this need to have that connection with God and, and for understanding because I knew that that was an outlet. I knew that that would help this feeling, this nagging feeling that I was having. And after giving birth to Isabel, I had gained a lot of weight. I had gained 60 pounds during my pregnancy. And as you know, I was fighting this silent disease of bulimia and nobody knew. Nobody knew, not even my husband. In fact, I don't think that Rico knows to this day that that was something that I fought during our marriage, during that time. My husband was a local celebrity. He was a morning drive radio DJ, so women threw themselves at him all the time. 
And here I was, although strong externally, nobody would have ever guessed, I was internally weak. And I was searching and I've had these feelings that were nagging at me. So I had this feeling of not being good enough because he had been engaged and I was the quote unquote replacement bride. Then I didn't feel beautiful because of the way that I physically looked because I was so honed in on what society said beauty was supposed to look like. I was trying to be the ideal mother. I was trying to be the ideal wife. And I, it was just, it was a lot. And it was, it was a, a struggle at that time. And so I wanted to get into physical fitness because I knew that that was something that I had always done. And I was always an athlete and I became, I decided to become a certified personal trainer. So I went out and I did it. I got my certification to be a personal trainer. And I also then found a position as a high school track coach, ended up being cross country as well in the future. So I dove into that to physical fitness to help these students, to be able to connect, to be able to help them reach their potential, but also it was for myself, right? I was trying to figure out who I was and to be settled into who I was in this new role of life and trying to find that true happiness and maintain this quote unquote fairy tale. I also then was happened to be at the mall with my daughter, walking the mall as good moms do in cold weather. And I went into this shoe store, it was called Aerosols. Uh, and I spoke to the store manager at that time. We were just chit-chatting and I told her about my past, uh, my retail career, and she had offered me a job. And I decided to take on a, a, that part-time role as well amongst all of these other things that I was doing because I just wanted to be the perfect wife, the perfect person, the perfect mother. I wanted to be a good example. So I wanted to do all of these things and also be able to provide, help provide for our family. All in, all in during this time, I was still struggling internally and searching and knowing and having this nagging feeling that just something wasn't right. So I took on these roles and I, and I worked really hard during that time. And church was something that we were in and out of, and I was still again searching for that spirituality. And I would just get lost in music and I would just have music on all the time for myself and for my daughter just to ensure that we felt good. Again, not knowing the vibrations that that music was creating for us. I know what it was doing for us now. I didn't know then. So again, very grateful for that connection to music and that outlet amongst all of these other things that were happening. So a year later, after my daughter turned a year, Rico, my husband at the time, really wanted me to get back to work full time. He felt like I needed to just do one thing. I was struggling doing all of these things. Our relationship was really struggling because I was not secure and, and I don't know that I was the one for him. And I felt it, I felt it. So I did decide to go back to work full time and I started to work at the, the shoe store aerosols that became the store manager. I took over that location and I very quickly was able to develop a very strong career. We were opening a lot of stores at that time and Again, intuitively, I just knew what I was doing. I know how to lead people. I could feel people. I can lead people because I can hone in on what they're feeling, know what they need for their development, and be able to deliver that to them. See, back then, I didn't know that I was an empath. I know that now. But that's what an empath does, is we feel people's energy. We can tell 
what they're going through without knowing details. We can just really feel it. And if we're not careful, we take those emotions on ourselves. But in business or in a situation like that, like in retail or different organizations, when you lead people, it is actually pretty awesome to be able to have this gift. Even if you don't know what it is, it's amazing what that can do for the people that you are working with because you can feel them and you can honestly give them what they need where they are, not where you are, because you are meeting them where they are. As an empath, you're feeling what they're feeling. So I was able to very quickly, very quickly accelerate my career. They were opening a lot of stores at that time and they asked me to move to take on a higher volume location. So I spoke to my husband and he agreed, although the commute was pretty brutal for him. It was about an hour in the morning time for him having to get up super early as it was. This was going to make him get up even earlier, but he, in support of our family, knowing financially this was a very good move for us, decided to go along with this role. And we were also moving closer to, to his mother where his mother lived. So it all seemed to be working out, but our relationship was really struggling. I just didn't trust him. I didn't trust that it was real knowing all of this stuff that I had found out about the previous relationships. And as a, a DJ on the radio, you become this local celebrity. So women definitely flocked to him, definitely threw themselves at him. And here I was internally battling this, not feeling good enough and battling this disease that I was dealing with that again, I didn't talk about nobody knew at that time. Absolutely nobody knew at that time what I was going through. Well, I got really sick from it. My gallbladder went up. And where your gallbladder sits, I want us to think about the chakras that we've, we've been talking about. Your gallbladder sits right where your heart chakra is. That's where my energy was sitting. That's where my pain was sitting. That's where my sorrow was sitting. That's what I was dealing with. It was all in my heart. And literally, my gallbladder went into disease. I was 22 years old, and I had to have my gallbladder removed. Interesting when you can figure things out that are happening in your body that connect to you energetically. Had I known that then, maybe I would still have a gallbladder, but everything happens in divine order. So we moved, and... I was still sitting on all this energy and, and, and not feeling enough. And my career was exploding and Rico was not happy with what he was doing anymore. He had always had this vision of becoming a teacher. His grandfather in Germany was a professor and that was something that he was really connected to. He wanted to be able to give back in that way and he was getting tired. It was a lot being a, a DJ at the, in the morning time and, and doing those things. And our relationship was not great. And I had all of these insecurities and there was these women throwing themselves at my husband. I didn't feel beautiful. I didn't feel enough. It was all of these struggles that we were, that we were dealing with. He was dealing with his own struggles. I was dealing with my own and we weren't communicating in the way that we needed to at that time. Energetically, we just, we were not, we weren't a match. And because of that, things got pretty intense in our home. And then somebody that he worked with, <laughs> his wife at a radio remote, I, I went out with Isabel one, one time to just support him in a radio remote that he was doing. And she came to me and she pulled me aside and she was talking to me and she said that she was sorry. And I didn't understand what she was sorry about. And there she told me that my husband had been with other women. 
But that's what she had heard. That was the rumor. Oof, what that did to me. It was unbelievable. It was all my fears, all of those things, all of those insecurities in my face. And I believed her. And it was horrible. We weren't connected, my husband and I, at that time, energetically. We weren't, we weren't doing well. It wasn't good. We were trying, but it just wasn't right. So we decided to get a divorce. Four years after we got married, there's that number four again, I was divorced. A single mom with a beautiful baby, but I was determined. And that energy that I had that was still buried inside of me, I just decided to just deal with. And I wanted to be able to express it and, and get it out and feel joy and feel love and feel happiness again. So I worked really, really hard and I dove all of that energy into my career and to being a mom. All of my energy went there. And I was very excelling very quickly in my career because of it. Again, being an empath and being an intuitive, knowing things that were coming and being able to connect with people, whether it was my staff or whether it was with my clients, it just, it just really elevated my career. And then at 25 years old, I became what's called a district manager, a multi-unit leader in retail. And at that age, that's pretty damn good. It was, that was excelling and that was great. And I was able to use the skills that I have naturally to be able to build that career and grow. And boy, did it grow and did it grow rapidly. And that was a very exciting time as it related to my career and to my business. But when it came to me internally, as a woman, was feeling good enough, I was still struggling. And I wanted to release, I just wanted to be happy. I just wanted to have fun. So my dad and I and my brother one day decided to go out dancing. We love to salsa dance in Puerto Rican. It's a huge part of our culture. And as I said, the connection to music, how that vibration just raises so much. We all know what that can do for us. Man, did I dive into dancing. My father and my brother and I, we were the three amigos. We would go out dancing and that's that was our release. That was my release. That was my joy. That was where I was able to just leave it all on the dance floor and be able to then go back and, and feel like a good mother and feel like I was doing the best that I could do for my team, my staff, and really grow in my career. So I'm so grateful and thankful for that time. One day, it was a Saturday, Isabel was with her dad, and there was what's called the Fells Point Festival in downtown Baltimore. They have a festival every year in downtown Baltimore, and I decided to go, and I, I went by myself. During the day, they had music, live bands playing on the street, live salsa bands, and I decided to go, and I was just listening to music, and I look up, and there was this man with this paper boy hat on, and he was just dancing, and man, he could dance, and he looked at me, and he asked me to dance with him, and we danced on the street, and it was just this amazing energy between us. We had so much fun. We didn't really talk. We just danced, and I was able to feel beautiful and excited and happy. And I was so grateful. His name was Chico and he and I became very, very good friends. He had a girlfriend. So our relationship wasn't able to go in that direction, although we both really wanted it to. 
but he was connected to the girlfriend and I, I wasn't going to, to be the other, other woman. So as I went dancing with my dad and my brother, I would run into him every once in a while. And we just, we, our relationship flourished and we became very good friends. Then he and his girlfriend broke up. So we decided that we would start to date. But again, there was that not feeling good enough. I, I saw them, even just seeing them dance together, I didn't feel like I was good enough to even dance with him in that way. Those insecurities that just kept bubbling up as strong as a person as I am and was even at that time, man, it's it's amazing what these false stories that we tell ourselves because of our history can do to us, how they can just sit in us and bury in there and they just take a hold. <laughs> so one day in December, Chico had, had called me and he wanted to go dancing. And it just happened to be a night that Isabel was with her dad. And I told him, yeah. So I, I met him out at the Latin Palace. He had told me at that time that he and his girlfriend had broken up. And we had an amazing night that night. In fact, we danced so well together. And I was so secure in that moment that we literally cleared the dance floor for three full dances. He and I just danced like there was literally nobody in the room. People just came up to us and said how beautiful we were together and how amazing it was and how special that was. It was an incredible night, one that I will never forget and I will forever be grateful for. So New Year's came and, and I met Chico for New Year's and we had a long discussion and he really, you know, he was still seeing his girlfriend off and on. And, and I said to him that day, that was enough, enough. I just wanted to be friends and our relationship would never be more than that. As much as I loved him and I loved the way I felt with him and the way we danced together, which was just incredible. I knew that it wouldn't be more than that. And he was upset. He was back and forth. He was confused. He didn't know what he wanted. So a couple of weeks later, he gave me a call. I'll never forget where I was. I was working. I was in a mall. <laughs> I was standing near an escalator and we were just talking. And he told me that he was going to go on a trip to the Dominican Republic. And I had this very bad feeling. I said to him, I, I don't think you should go. And he was going with the family of his girlfriend. And it had nothing to do with that. And that's what he thought. He thought I was being jealous. And I said, no, it's not that. I just, I just don't feel right. I just, I know something's not right, please. And I begged him not to go. And he said he was going to go anyway. But I knew, I knew something wasn't going to be right if he went. Well, at that time, I was really searching for my spirituality again. I really wanted to get back to church and get to God and, and, and raise my daughter in the church because I felt like that was the right thing to do. And I wanted us to have good, clean direction. And so uh, my brother and I, we were obviously we were very close, and he started to go to a church called Bethel Apostolic Church, and he invited me to go to church with him that Sunday. It was a couple of weeks later, and that was during the time that Chico was supposed to be going to the Dominican Republic. So I went to church that Sunday and I took Isabel to Sunday school and the preacher was talking about going out at night and partying and alcohol and all the bad things that come with that. And, you know, I felt like he was looking at me and talking to me. I just, didn't, it just, just felt connected to the sermon that he was given. So as I was, this, the church let out and I was on my way to pick up Isabel from Sunday school, my phone rang. I had a couple missed calls, but it rang at that time. And I, I answered the phone and it was one of Chico's best friends. And he called to tell me that Chico had 
got into a very bad car accident in the Dominican Republic and he had passed away. Well, I fell to the ground. I fell to the ground and I just sobbed. I didn't know what to do. It was almost like I manifested it or I created, but I just knew it was coming. And I was so upset. Here was this person that I loved so much. He was so amazing. He had such an amazing bright future ahead of him. If he would have just listened to me and not gone. But all in divine order, all things happen as they should. And that was his journey. And I'm just grateful for the time that I did have with him. So in connecting to that, I wonder, and I ask you, have there been those times of that intuition for you as well, where you just knew something wasn't right, or you knew you shouldn't go somewhere, or you knew somebody shouldn't do something? Did you act on that? Did you listen to your intuition? So we all have that. We all have that connection. We just need to tune in. We need to tune in. We need to understand where that's coming from, those messages from spirit, from God, from higher self, from universe, whatever you want to call it, whatever that connection is, that intuition, yourself, we all have it. We just need to trust it. We need to listen. It was a tough day. It was a very tough day. And, and that was one of, of big understanding and learning. And again, another connection to spirituality and, and to trusting of self and for growth and for healing and for development of all of the things that we need to, to be in this world. The lessons that come with this journey that we call life. <laughs> So I am so grateful for you listening to this podcast. I hope that these messages and these stories connect with you. I hope that there are moments in time that you can go back to in your own journey to say, man, yeah, that happened to me too. And what lessons did I get from that? And what learning did I get from that? And what gratitude can I give for that time that I did have? For me, it's the gratitude for that time and that energy that I had with that beautiful man, Chico. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I hope these stories are resonating. I hope they're connecting with you. I hope they're helping you along in your journey as well. Until next time, stay positive, stay focused, stay with your healing, and always, always, always stay with love.